Hello, and welcome to the EKU School of Business 5Q series. I'm Mike Hawksley, and I'll be your host for today. In this 5Q podcast series, we have a chance to get to know our colleagues, our students, our graduates, and all of our friends of EKU Business. We have a chance to hear from people who believe in EKU, from people who have a dream and find a way to realize that dream, and to hear from seasoned business professionals. And with this opportunity, we want to engage our students and our future students and all of our stakeholders to give some insight on what goes on behind the scenes inside the School of Business. We want these interviews to act as an oral history, describing what went on in years past, what we're working on today, and what we hope for the future. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky University School of Business, housed in the beautiful Business and Technology Center on EKU's main Richmond campus, the EKU School of Business, graduating the most coveted business students in the region. Our undergraduate and graduate degree programs have produced global leaders and innovators. Are you the next great business leader? It's a great day to be a colonel, a business colonel. Thanks, Allison. It is indeed a good day to be a colonel. And now, before we start, a salute to those that serve in the past, present, and future. Colonel's orders. Fire the cannon. And now, let's get on with our five cues. Today, we're getting to know one of our friends of the School of Business. We're here today with the Reverend Dr. Alvin Miller. Hello, Reverend Miller. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing very fine, thank you. Thanks for being here today. I, I know you've had a busy day, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to be with us. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me here. First question I'd like to ask. We'd like to know a little about your background. Where did you grow up? Where did you learn to do the work you do? Well, I grew up in a place called Fort Pierce, Florida, agriculture city on the east coast of Florida. And um, basically, my family was agricultural. Uh, we picked tomatoes, we picked oranges, we picked grapefruits. We were migrant workers that left Florida uh, from May, from the end of May all the way, and we returned back to Florida in uh, December. And uh, we would go up on the migrant trail. We would stop in South Carolina to pick tomatoes, and we would go to Virginia to pick cucumbers and potatoes. Then we'll go to Pennsylvania to pick tomatoes and, and uh, potatoes, and then we'll go to New York to uh, pick apples. You're following the, the harvest season. Following the harvest season, absolutely right. So a lot of travel, a lot of time on the road as a child. A lot of travel, a lot of time on the road. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. What's one of the striking memories that, that you recall from your childhood from growing up time? Um, just being on the labor camps and, and just the uh, interaction and the stuff that I'm exposed to even as a child. I was exposed to everything and anything even as a child. In a way, it was good because it, it, it equipped me and taught me survival skills. It's formative. Every one of those experiences uh, pours into who and what you are today. Yes, sir. Question two. What does a typical work day look like for you? Now, a typical work day for me looks like I'm a pastor in Clarksville, St. John Missionary Baptist Church, and I'm always visiting the sick, uh, hospitals, preparing sermons, preparing Bible study, and just uh, hanging out with people, friends, my wife and my family. And so that's a typical day for me. Clarksville, I think that's Tennessee. Clarksville, Tennessee. That's right. In, in, in uh, 2019, by, it was rated as the number one city in America by Money Magazine. Oh, very nice. The home of Austin Peay State University. 
and Fort Campbell. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, the next question, and I want you to put a couple different spins on this because you've had a number of professions. So give me a multi-part answer to this, if you would. Question three, what does the future hold for your profession? The future holds for my profession, number one, as a military officer, as a colonel, retired chaplain, I think that the, the future looks bright all across because of the fact that we are, we are considered as one of the most powerful military forces in the world, and we're always evolving, and we love freedom. And so we invest in freedom because we love freedom and we appreciate freedom. So therefore, we're always evolving, and therefore, I just think that the future looks bright for us. On the other hand, as, as a minister, as a pastor, uh, I feel the same way. It's a challenge because of the various things that's going on in society now. And it's like a lot of people not respecting religious beliefs, uh, even across the government. They're trying to tear down. So I just think that it, it is imperative that we stand on what we believe and we protect the faith and the belief that we have. We try here in the School of Business to educate our students and enable them to utilize this this uh, framework of ethical thinking we have ethics awareness week uh, full of deep and impactful activities throughout the week hopefully we make an impact on our students and they take away from that this knowledge of a framework you know how you're going to make those decisions that matter hope some of it sticks yes sir And, and that's good because see business needs ethics and business needs principles so you're teaching people how to be good businessmen and businesswomen. So therefore they need principles and they need ethics and they need morals in order to conduct good business. I agree. Question number four, what knowledge or skill do you wish you had mastered before starting your career? I wish that I had mastered math, mathematics. I think that the thing that I'm the limited is math. Mm-hmm. I wish that I, would have did more in the field of mathematics. Math provides a foundation of logic. And as you can uh, understand math and you can integrate logic into your thinking process. So math is a great foundation. So I'm glad you picked up with it later. Yes, sir. Later in life. Question five, discuss one issue or topic relevant to society where you believe a new business graduate can have an impact. I think that marketing, I believe that what I don't care what your business is. Marketing is the key, how you sell it. Because if you got a commodity, if you got a product, it's the way you market the product. And be honest, be truthful about the product. And I think that marketing is the key. It's it's how you package and market your item, your product, is the key to the success of how it will sell. Very good. Okay, for our listeners, this concludes our 5Q session. But Dr. Miller is such an interesting guest and I've got more questions for him. So here comes extra cues. I've got another question for yes, you. Yes, sir. You graduated in 1981. Yes, sir. I came to Eastern in 1980. So you and I were on <laughs> campus at the same yes, time. Sir. We might have passed each other on the sidewalk coming yes, and going. Uh, Roy Kidd, what can you tell me about Coach Kidd? Tell oh, me a story. Man. Give me man. some inside scoop on, on Coach Kidd. I wish he could be here today. I, I really wish he was here. Coach Kidd, when I think about Coach Kidd, he has the heart of a father. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond football because there were a lot of players, including myself, that could have been kicked off the team mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Right. But Coach Kidd gave us chance after chance after chance. And not only that, 
He helped produce us. He helped make us men. If you stayed around Coach Kidd for any reason and you watch him and you listen to him, he not only had the skills of a coach and how to coach football, but he also had the principles and the integrity of a man. And so that's one thing that uh, I, I admire most about him is that he had principles, he had integrity, and he was like a warrior, he was a lion, and he knew how to to make a warrior out of a warrior. That, that so much that right there. So, Coach Kidd, what I'm hearing you say is he was able to take your failings and forge them into uh, an iron will that made you stronger and better. Yes, and sir. as he's doing that for you, your, your teammates are seeing it happen, and they're learning just in a parallel track to the things you're going through, probably much as you learned from the parallel tracks that your teammates went through. Yes, sir. And another thing about Coach Kidd is that it, you knew he had compassion, and that's one reason why you didn't want to fail him. It's just like a father, you know. you Don't want you to disappoint him. Don't want to disappoint him. And so – when you leave his presence, you leave with that in mind. Right. And so uh, I, I really appreciate him being a guiding light in my life. You take a little coach kid with you on your shoulder everywhere you go. Yeah, where I go, you know, because a man that impacts your life like right. that, right. I mean, you're you you you're gonna take him with you wherever you go. So I, I think it's to the detriment of our students today that, that they don't know who Roy Kidd is. They don't know that he holds a place in, in football history, in the record books, he's locked in the total number of wins. That's I, right. I, I want to, I forget where he is. He's top 10. Yeah. He's like, I think it was six or seven, someone yeah, like that. Some, he's way yeah. up there. Yeah. He's so way up there. Coach kid. If you're going to model your life after anybody, coach kid would be a pretty good one to follow along. Yes, sir. I, you, you said a mouthful there. So I, I want to ask you too, you, you mentioned that uh, one of your failings early in life that you had to overcome was your inability to read. I'm tied in with project read here in Madison County. And our mission is to, address adult learning. We're trying to help adults become better readers and in that open up opportunities. So speak to me, if you will, a little about that point in your life where you transitioned from not being able to read to being able to read. It happened younger in life, I think, for right. you. Yes, sir. But one day you couldn't read and the next day you could. Right. And tell me about how life changed for you. Well, I, how it changed for me is that what I did I realized that I, if I was going to be successful, if I was going to graduate from high school, if I was going to go to college, I needed to know how to read. And so what I would do, I grew up in the projects, and what I would do, I would take a book and I would hide in my room. And I would stay up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning learning how to read. And so because I knew that if I were going to ever leave the ghetto, if I was going to ever leave the projects, mm -hmm. I needed to know how to read. And so that's how my reading start. I think as a testament to being a product of EKU and, and what a good day it is to be a colonel. Yes, sir. We want to help those who, who are doing less well than we are. Right. And helping people read is, is one of those important things. So anytime you get an opportunity to help someone read, I think that's that's going to make them better and it's going to make you better along the way. Yes, sir. There was, there was something you said earlier today. There's a parallel to what I tell my students. I, I say, as you come to Eastern, every one of your professors oscillates at a different frequency. Right. Your job as a student is to figure out what that is and not synchronize to it, but harmonize with it. Right. You don't have to be your professor. You right. just have to know how to give them what they need. Tell me about that, but put it in the military context. You well, had, you had yep. superior officers that you had That's to figure exactly. out. Yes, sir. Here's the bottom line. I could tell people, 
always remember that somebody is in charge. Somebody is responsible. So therefore, I tell people that it's your responsibility to get to understand and to know the person who's in charge, who has the responsibility. Because in the military, Uncle Sam holds the key leader responsible. You, you are responsible. You can't delegate responsibility and authority. And so if something goes wrong, then that person, they don't look for the person who's in charge. They look for the person who's responsible. Right. And so therefore, always respect and respond to the person, especially who is responsible for your education. And, and my thing is this, you adjust and you adapt based upon whoever is in charge and whoever is teaching. So in one class, you may have this professor and this professor may be this way. Well, you can't walk into the next class and expect the next professor to be that way. So you have to, and here's the thing, human beings are the most adaptable species on the earth. We adapt to anything. And so we have to make the adjustment so that we can be successful. I think that's so important. And, and as our students learn to make those adjustments and as they go out in the world and become successful, they have to look for opportunities in the workplace to deal with different kinds of people. They're dealing with different kinds of bosses. They're dealing with different kinds of employees. They're dealing with different kinds of customers, perhaps uh, much like they had to deal with different kinds of professors and different kinds of students on, on teams that wouldn't respond to that meeting request <laughs> that uh, they need to get that project done. Yes, but, sir. Well, Alvin, I thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you being here, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Okay. Go Colonels. Good day to be a Colonel. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs>